When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're talking about some of the best state parks in Oregon and Washington, which happen to be particularly great places to visit the day after Thanksgiving. That's right, Vicki. And that is because the state parks departments in both Oregon and Washington are once again waiving all parking fees in what has recently become a Pacific Northwest tradition of getting outside on the day after the big holiday. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of people... They think it's a great idea to go shopping uh, the day mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. known as Black Friday. So, so um, ominous, that, that name, Black Friday, my God. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, if you're not one to go finish your dinner at Thanksgiving and then, you know, head directly to your local store to wait in lines and you're one to embrace, you know, getting outside or what. REI has named hashtag opt outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are plenty of places to get out to, and it makes it even sweeter that uh, you don't have to pay. Exactly. And, you know, I, I know that we're kind of biased here um, towards <laughs> nature and going outside. Um, but I, I, I got to say, I feel like that's just, uh, it sounds to me at least, um, to, to each your own, of course, but like it sounds to me like a much nicer way to spend that day off, especially if you have the day, you know, you don't have to go to work to spend the day outside to go on a hike or sit on a bench, you know, the weather might be cold, or it might be a little bit rainy. um, But there's so many beautiful places to go. And it's a great opportunity and a great excuse to get out there and check them out. So I think this is a great program. And and like you said, Vicki, REI did spearhead this movement back in 2015. They had that opt outside movement. And what's cool is that the state parks departments basically said, yeah, we think that's a great idea. So mm-hmm. in 2017, Washington State Parks started doing this. Um, Oregon State Parks had already done it um, after REI decided to sort of promote this idea. And so for the last five years, both states have been doing this tradition that's been kind of goes by different names. In Oregon, um, it's usually called Green Friday. Um, which is a, you know, I think a, a, a nice play on the Black Friday. And Washington State Parks has called it Autumn Day. It also has called it Native American Heritage Day. Um, it kind of goes back and forth in those two days. 
So, um, but the, the, the idea behind them all is the same. Let's waive parking fees on this day. So people have, you know, basically as few barriers as possible to getting outside and enjoying nature. I love that. And it's great if you have people visiting in town who maybe haven't Mm -hmm. gotten to explore some of these state parks yet, or maybe you just haven't been able to explore some of these state parks. Uh, It's a great excuse, whether you're going with your family or you're going to escape your family. uh, Both great (laughs) options. (laughs) That's right. You know, and sometimes they've done e- events at these state parks. Um, like I know Silver Falls in the past has had like, you know, hot chocolate and hot apple cider and like Ooh. interpretive stuff. I am told that that is not happening this year. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry to get your hopes up. <laughs> um, but it's it it is still um, waiving parking fees, at, which is which is something. So yeah. for folks who aren't maybe aware of how this usually works. Um, Washington state parks charges $10 day use parking fees at all of its state parks. Um, unless you have the annual discover pass, which will get you into those parks for free. Uh, Oregon state parks does not do that. They uh, charge a $5 parking fee at only 25 different parks out of their, you know, couple hundred across the state. So mm-hmm. most Oregon state parks you can get to for free any time of the year. But for those 25 parks, this is one of the very, very few days in the year that you can have that $5 parking fee waived. That is awesome. Um, So where should we get started with discussing uh, the number of parks where this is available? (laughs) Yeah, well, um, let's let's talk about Oregon. So we just were talking about those 25 parks. Um, We don't have to list all 25 here. You can find (laughs) those at um, stateparks.oregon.gov. They've got a whole list there. Um, but there's definitely some really big ones on here. So, I mean, we're talking about the the coast, you know, you're looking at Cape Lookout, Anicola, Fort Stevens, um, mm-hmm. Short Acres, um, places like L.L. Stubbs Stewart, um, closer to the Willamette Valley, and Milo McIver, and Rooster Rock. Um, you know, then other spots out in Southern Oregon, like Tuvel, Smith Rock, out in Central Oregon, the Cove Palisades, mm-hmm. Tumalo State Park. These are all places that require, typically require a $5 parking fee that you can get to for free on Green Friday. Um, so Vicki, I mean, I know that you are sort of relatively new to Oregon at this point. We were talking before yeah. about how you were feeling like, man, I got, <laughs> I got so many state parks I need to go and check out. Yeah. Um, are there any of those, these, these, you know, ones that usually charge a fee that you'd feel like, more tempted to go check out with that fee waived or that you're maybe just itching to check out regardless? Ah, let's see. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Shore Acres is definitely one that uh, I have seen a lot and that I would love to check out. Um, I think the one thing that's holding me back is like, okay, so the fees are waived, but does that mean the crowds are rushing to these places? And maybe are there some that like are a little less well known that are worth checking out that won't be super crowded on this day? Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing, right? I think it honestly depends on weather. So, you know, because the, look, waving a $5 fee per, this is like per car. It's not per person. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're spending money on gas to get out there, this is a pretty small potatoes thing. Um, but I think, you know, what you talked about being people, having people in for the holidays, taking family out there, friends. If the weather is nice, I think you're 
definitely going to see some, some crowds at these more popular places. If the weather's lousy, probably not. So it really can go either way. But if you are looking for something that's a little bit more out of the way, um, I would, you know, going to these parks that normally charge anyway is probably not the way to do it. Um, but if you're looking for some, that, that said, if you're looking for some, finding places that have more area to spread out might be a good way to do it. So mm-hmm. Fort Stevens, for example, this is out, um, I think most people know Fort Stevens at this point, but it's out on the North Coast outside of Astoria. It's a big, sprawling state park with a lot of parking areas, a lot of places to go and check out that spreads people out really naturally. So if you want to have room to yourself at Fort Stevens, you can find it pretty easily. It may not be at the shipwreck and it may not be at the museum, but there's any number of beach access areas where you can find plenty of room by yourself there. I love Fort Stevens. Uh, I visited there once and stayed at uh, one of the cabins there. And even though it was downpouring rain, I still had a (laughs) lovely time. Uh, Took my dog on the beach and it was great. Love Fort Stevens. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a gem. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's, I, I think, I believe back in the day when we did like a, you know, ranking of best state parks in Oregon, this one came on top because there's simply so much to do at Fort Stevens. I love going there in the wintertime and looking at for bald eagles at the mouth of the Columbia. Oh. And, you know, you can go out um, over by the jetty and they've got a sort of a new trail that walks along the jetty uh, safely now, um, which is really cool as well. And of course, the shipwreck there is awesome. The campground there is huge yeah, and has yurts and cabins and places to stay when the weather's nasty. And so it's a great spot to stay for this time of year, I think. But Vicky, when we're talking about places to go this time of year that normally charge this $5 fee, the first mm-hmm. one that comes to my mind is Silver Falls State Park. So good. Uh, if <laughs> I, you know, if I had someone coming to visit me around this time and they wanted to hit a great waterfall area without going to the gorge, Silver Falls right there. Uh, I've been once and it was like, I think over a year ago now. So I'm like, it's time to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silver Falls is just so great and so breathtaking. It's wonderful. And you have that big trail of tin falls that is a good spot for folks. It's not super difficult hiking, but it's yeah. challenging enough. And the reward is incredible. I mean, to see all those waterfalls in the trail, you don't see any kind of trail like that in the Pacific Northwest, let alone like many other places in the country or dare I say the world. I yeah. mean, it's it's really a gem there. And what's cool is that if you're not into hiking, you can get great views of waterfalls just on the accessible trails near the parking Mm -hmm. lot. Um, So if you have folks with you with mobility issues, you can walk up to some really nice viewpoints of South Falls there and hang out under the shelters or in a little gift shop um, or just walk around and go to a picnic table or you can, you know, go do a full hike if that's your thing too. So again, kind of like similar to Fort Stevens, there's options there for people of different abilities who maybe have different ideas of what getting outside means because look, not, everyone likes to hike and that's just the truth yeah but a lot of people love looking at beautiful waterfalls (laughs) and this one again yeah you don't have to walk too far from the parking lot to see a great one and uh what what's the name of the one that you can walk behind yeah vicky that's south falls that's like the tallest one in the park the trail goes behind it it's got a great viewpoint from the top south falls is kind of like the the 
the main attraction in Silver Falls, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of attractions in Silver Falls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when I went, it might have been closer towards the end of summer. And so there wasn't even much water coming down the waterfall, but it was still gorgeous. So I would love to go (laughs) back, you know, around this time and really see it in its full glory. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's maybe do like one more Oregon State Park before we move on to some spots in Washington. Um, Vicky, were there any other ones on this list that are you're like that are calling your name that you're feeling like a particular pull toward? Uh, I have heard a lot about Milo MacGyver. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Um, and I have not made it there yet. Is that one of your top ones, Jamie? You know, it's a spot that I've not spent a ton of time in. It's an interesting. So this is a, a Willamette Valley Park. It's along the Clackamas River. So this is sort of a, a really nice river access park. And I think folks like it in the summertime, especially because there's a lot of area, again, to spread out. Um, there's a nice campground there. Um, there's a, a lot of sort of large fields for folks who are doing um, disc golf or just want to have you know a, a big field to do whatever you want to do in a big field. Um, there's some nice river access areas if you want to do a little floating. Um, it's just a really well-balanced park, I think. Um, it gets you know, a, a pretty good number of visitors, um, again, typically in the sunnier season. But, you know, it's one of the spots that, like, if, if you don't have an excuse to go there, maybe you would just sort of pass it by because it's not like Silver Falls. It's not like Fort Stevens or Smith Rock or the other big name parks. It's just sort of like a, a nice nearby park that has a, a good variety of things to do. Um, but I think if, if I were to go this time of year, I would check out the hiking trails there. There's a sort of a, a, a bunch of miles of hiking trails uh, around the day use area, some connected to horseback riding trails as well, mm. um, if you wanted to do that. Um, and you can kind of sort of just wander around in the woods and pop out to the, the river every now and then and kind of just have a nice quiet time. I imagine it's really nice this time of year when the foliage is turning and you yeah. can you know, get the colors in there and have a sort of a quiet forest day. I think that sounds pretty nice to me. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing from the pictures online. Also, I just I did have an epiphany just now that I've heard a lot about Milo MacGyver because there was a fire recently in Milo MacGyver State Park. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's why it was on top of mind. But um, Jamie, do you know if that's affected a lot of the state park? It doesn't appear that there are any like major closures right now because of the fire. Um, the state parks is usually pretty good about that. Uh, so, but I definitely would make sure if you're concerned about that, um, look online, you know, again, stateparks.oregon.gov. You can find this information um, and just, you know, look before you go if you're concerned at all, or you can give them a call or anything like that. But again, I'm not seeing any sort of major closures of the park because of that fire right now. And uh, good advice, no matter where you're going, always look before you go. That's right. All right, Jamie, uh, should we get into some of our favorite Washington state parks? Yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, obviously, Washington, a lot of great parks, Um, um, really beautiful, beautiful state parks, just like Oregon. And again, most of the year, you have to pay a $10 parking fee to be there. Washington state parks is pretty good about having a lot of fee-free days. So this autumn day, Native American Heritage Day, after Thanksgiving is just one of usually about a dozen fee-free days they do over the course of the year. So look for some of those other ones if you're wanting to go there and not worry about paying for parking. Um, You can also obviously get an annual pass that will save you some money if you're going up several times in a year. But, you know, when it comes to Washington State Parks, 
the first area that comes to my mind is the Columbia River Gorge. Um, I mean, once you cross the river into Washington and you're driving down Highway 14, there are a bunch of great state park sites. And in my mind, none better than Beacon Rock State Park. This is just mm-hmm. such a really cool spot. Be- Vicky, have you have you been out to Beacon Rock? I've been there once, uh, and my dog Stella and I hiked Hamilton Mountain. Uh, such a it's it's one of my favorite hikes in in this area, without a doubt. It is so good. The views at the top, and I mean the views at the top were amazing. So great, and then we also went on kind of like a misty type of day, even though it was summertime, it was just like misty, a little bit rainy. And it was so great. Like the forest was just like luscious as we were walking through. (laughs) Um, Just really enjoyable. This is a round trip. If you do like the loop is roughly a little over eight miles. And um, I just thought it was such a great hike and a perfect like post Thanksgiving activity. It's, it's, it's a challenging hike, but it is a hike that has views the entire way up. That, that loop you talked about, I know a lot of people like to do that loop. My hot take is that I, I don't like doing the loop because the views are so good on the main arm that I, that like, I want to get them on the way up and on the way back. So I never do that loop coming back because I want to just soak in all of these amazing views for twice as long. Just, it, it's really spectacular. There's a lot of spots along the way that you can get up to and stop if you don't want to go the whole way. Mm-hmm. So there's a nice little waterfall um, that's pretty close to the beginning. And there is sort of, um, I don't know if you call it a false summit, but there's a, a really, really amazing viewpoint that is just below the main summit of Hamilton Mountain that makes for a perfect place to stop. And of course, Hamilton Mountain is just one part of Beacon Rock State Park. Mm-hmm. Um, another part, probably the the, the most Best, the best known and most popular part is Beacon Rock itself. So um, that is, you know, it, it just like the name sounds, it's a big rock on the edge of the Columbia River. And there is um, a trail sort of up and around it. They have sort of like scaffolding connected to the rock that allow you to climb up it. Um, it's a really cool spot. Um, amazing views from there as well. Uh, and a third part of Beacon Rock State Park is this little tiny area of land just to the south. Um, I'm not sure if I pronouncing correctly, um, but Deutsch de use area might be pronounced Deutsch. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, there's a turnoff just before you get to Beacon Rock. And this is one of my like go-to quiet areas. Ooh. There's like this little picnic area and with grass and trees and a little loop trail around it, but you can branch off the loop trail and walk right down to the Columbia river and it's sort of this rocky beach in the Columbia. But if you lay out a blanket or some cushioning, you can sit right there on the beach and look across at the Oregon side. And it's just spectacular. Um, I see very few people out there whenever I'm out there. And it's just a really nice spot if you're looking to escape the crowds a little bit. Um, but again, these are all places where you normally have to pay to be there. And this is a great excuse to check out one, two, or all three of these spots, depending on how much sunlight you have. Um, and experience some really different looks of the Columbia River Gorge. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I also, this might be more of like a summer recommendation, but I have had some friends like do kayaking and stand up paddle boarding uh, right at Beacon Rock. And, the, you know, seeing Beacon Rock in the background while you're in the water is just so gorgeous. But yeah, I can totally understand if you're not wanting to get out and kayak <laughs> or paddleboard in like late fall, rainy, cold weather. But if you are, that's also an option. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. That's a thing to think about, too, is like, you know, November, end of November, we're talking about the tail end of fall. It can get kind of nasty out there and climbing up the side of Beacon Rock itself might be like a little iffy for a lot of folks. So it, it, it can be worth looking at, like, what are some places that that maybe I can use this weather to my advantage? And Vicky, mm-hmm. I do have a second park here that does exactly that. Cape Disappointment State Park. It's one of those places where I feel like when the weather is nasty, it's a great place to go to. Um, it's great when the weather is good too. Let me say that. But there, it has one of the best storm watching spots on the North Coast, where like the North Oregon Coast becomes the South Washington Coast. Uh-huh. Um, that stretch, it's a beautiful, beautiful storm watching spot that you'll find just like lines of photographers at um, yeah. in certain parts of the year. But this park has so much to see and do. There are great hiking trails. There are a bunch of old World War II bunkers like you'd also find at Fort Stevens. Um, there are two lighthouses in the park, um, wow. which is pretty cool. And there's also yeah. um, like a campground. And it, what's cool too is that if you hike long enough in the trails, you'll find a connection that leads you on like a paved uh, bike path that leads you right into long beach which is the town that is just to the north of cape disappointment so i I, i've been to this spot in the winter time um i've been there in the summertime too but honestly i kind of like it better in the winter Um, Mm. when you get some of those big waves crashing and you know the rain may be like you know blowing sideways or misting or you get a break in the clouds and it's sunny all of a sudden something about that sort of rough and tumble weather i i really love at a place like this where there's big cliffs and lighthouses and it's all very dramatic yeah, just from the pictures, I can tell that those waves crashing along the shoreline is like, holy crap, it looks like something out of like a scary movie, honestly. <laughs> okay, do we know why it's called Cape Disappointment? I have to I have to ask. I'm so curious. I, I can't remember the exact story, but this is a spot that um you know, you had a lot of ships coming through um looking for the mouth of the Columbia River. So um, again, I, I don't know the exact history, but I'm, I, I would bet that it has to do with those ships who were trying to find the mouth of the river um, or were just trying to find somewhere else and they got there instead and they said, oh, well, it's yeah. disappointing. You know, you see these kinds of names <laughs> in a lot of places, um, Cape Foulweather and um, Cape this and that or like Humbug Point. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of frustrated sailors named our coastline, um, which is a really weird thing that we keep. Um, but that's, that was sort of, I think the nature of exploring the Pacific coastline back in the day. Right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But, uh, clearly it is not a disappointment to look at nowadays. And, uh, uh, that one is definitely high on my list of Washington state parks. Absolutely. I mean, again, there's so many places to go, which is so cool. I know. Um, I mean, in Washington is a place, I mean, we get, we talk about Oregon primarily here. And as Oregonians, we take a lot of pride in our state parks, but Washington has so many good state parks mm-hmm. too. And I, I've loved going exploring a few of these as well. Um, so I think we got time for maybe like one more state park. Well, Vicki, let me ask you, do you, are there, have you been doing any state parks in Washington that really, um, you know, caught your interest? Uh, I, <laughs> as per usual, there are a lot of things on my list that I would like to get to uh, that I'm slowly but surely getting through. Um, how about Deception Pass? Deception Pass, another great name, huh? Yeah, Deception <laughs> they're all like <laughs> <Pass>. <laughs> a little dark. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, again, this is this is an area where 
people, you know, struggled with this tough weather and, you know, the, the, the rocky shores and all these things. Um, Deception Pass is, is another cool spot. It's another kind of coastal park. It is up, um, in sort of the, the, the Salish Sea, um, over the Puget Sound. So if you're kind of, it's just north of Seattle. If you take, um, a ferry over to Whidbey Island, you can drive along Whidbey Island. Um, and, and when you're sort of crossing over to Fidalgo Island, you cross this very big bridge, um, that is Deception Pass State Park. And the bridge itself is sort of the, I think the main attraction. So even if you're just yeah. driving over it, like that's been my primary experience of Deception Pass is just driving that bridge and going, whoa, <laughs> yeah. so cool. But there's a lot of really cool things to do there. So it's a great spot to do kayaking. There's camping there too. Um, I imagine folks probably like to stand up paddleboard in the calmer areas as well. There's a lot of good hiking um, at Deception Pass too. The park itself is almost 4,000 acres. Um, and there's a lot of shoreline on it because it's kind of one of these wrapping windy shorelines. So you get just all of these different cool, interesting areas to explore. Um, I mean, tide pooling, you can do that. I was about to say, yeah, that's probably a great place for tide pooling. Yeah. It's kind of, you're talking about this sort of rocky, craggy shoreline that we're so used to in this part of the country. Um, and you know, again, a really cool bridge to boot, to drive over. Um, so I think a lot of people pass right through it. But it's really worth, I think, stopping off and exploring a little bit more. Um, I guess another place that I'm sure gets pretty crowded because it's right there by Seattle. Right, um, right. But uh, again, you know, it. I think it's it's a cool spot to, to maybe, if you have some time, stop and explore. Maybe you're going over to Anacortes and you're going to get a ferry over to the San Juan Islands. Stop off at Deception Pass. Now, maybe you've got some extra time in Seattle. You want to go explore the area. This is a great spot to do it. Some ferry hopping, some island driving. Um, check out some really cool parks in that part of the state. Um, this is one of my favorite parts of Washington, honestly. I love the San Juan Islands. I love the Salish Sea. I love you know, the Olympic Peninsula. It's just such a, a beautiful and rugged landscape that, I don't know, it always speaks to me. So I think this is a really mm-hmm. special place that's that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I really have not been able yet to explore like north parts uh, or areas north of Seattle. And I think there's just so much. I'm like, where do I even start? Like there are just all of these options. Uh, So uh, one day I will get up there and uh, it'll be great. And maybe I'll maybe I'll make it to Deception Pass. Well, there you go. Well, a lot of places to go and check out in Washington and in Oregon. You know, Vicky, this, you know, again, like we said, this, this fee-free day, this green Friday or autumn day or what have you, um, not saving a ton of money, especially compared to the <laughs> gas you're going to, you know, pay to get out there, but just a really cool excuse to get outside, you know, get away from Amazon or get away from Target or whatever it is. And, um, get your feet on the ground, get some fresh air in your lungs, work off that feast you ate the day before, if you want. Um, and I love pairing a big day out like that with coming home and taking a big nap. That's my idea of a good day after Thanksgiving. Oh yes. A big nap, putting on some cozy, <laughs> like wool socks yes. and, uh, drinking something a nice hot beverage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, Vicki, I, I hope that you're able to get out there, um, day after Thanksgiving yourself. I'm hoping to try to get outside if possible. Um, yep. You know, I think it's going to be a really good opportunity to to get into nature. Absolutely. Uh, I almost always am going 
to some new area or doing some new hike the day after Thanksgiving. So I don't think this year will be any different. And uh, I'm excited to kind of nail down where exactly I'll be going. Ah, Perfect. I love this new tradition. It's wonderful. Yes. (laughs) Well, folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast in our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.